Hi everyone! Welcome to I Heart Learning and Teaching, where the world of education meets the true love of learning. Join us as we take a spiritual journey into teaching and learning. Today we're talking about being ready to receive. I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful for all of the things the Lord gave me eyes to see. Hey guys, it's Amy again, and I'm so happy to spend some time with you again today. Uh, our thinking today is really inspired from a quote from Luke, where Jesus tells us in a parable, be dressed in readiness and keep your lamps lit. Well, what does that mean for teachers? What does that mean for us as educators? When I think about that, I think of everything we do to prepare a lesson, a unit, a semester, a year. We set goals, we set objectives, we plan out every single activity and assessment. We break down standards. And I wonder when I think about my own practice, do I take enough time to be ready and have a spiritual minded thought to be ready to receive God's goodness in every lesson. Today we have an amazing guest today. She is amazing. Maria Losi from Lifetime Literacy is a consultant that we have both worked with. And when Maria was my coach, she taught me a lot about readiness. She was coaching me for several months and maybe five months into our first year together, Maria shared with me an idea that I just thought was fabulous. And I said, Maria, why didn't you tell me this earlier? We could have started this five months ago. And Maria told me, Amy, I did tell you. I told you several times, but you weren't ready. Now you heard it because you are ready. Maria, welcome. Thank you. It's my honor and pleasure to be with you today. Both, both of you sisters are fine educators, just top notch. So it's my honor to be on your podcast. We are so excited to hear from you, to hear your ideas, and really to bring that spiritual aspect right back into the classroom. So Maria, tell us a little bit about how you ready yourself spiritually for excellence in education. Well, you know, I think it's, it goes back to how you start your day, right? And, and your mindset around your day and the interactions you're going to have with teachers. Um, so before I start my day, I, I actually start every day on my knees in prayer. And I ask for God to open my heart, to open my mind, to make me really hear what the teachers are bringing to me. I want to hear what their strengths are, um, where they're at in their learning, what they struggle and grapple with. I seek to understand first before I seek for them to understand me. So I have to really be ready to hear what teachers are saying, to understand their point of view, um, and then for, for God really to give me the right words to speak to teachers in a way that feels uh, collaborative, respectful, um, that I bring my content knowledge to the table with them, that I have, that I share empathy and compassion as well, because otherwise my teachers won't be ready to receive what I have to offer. 
So I have to approach my work and I, I really pray every day for God to give me a spirit of humility, really. And humility, when we think about it at first, we may think about that word of being humiliated, but I don't think about it that way at all. I think about it as being humble. I see myself as a learner right alongside teachers and sure I want to offer them something, but I also have to be ready to receive from them. I love that idea of a collaborative spirit. And all throughout that, I hear you really touching on a theme of connectivity, connecting to God, connecting to individual teachers, and connecting to ideas. Absolutely. You know, good coaching rests squarely on the shoulders of relationships. You are not going to receive anything from anyone unless you trust them, right? And trust comes from a relationship. So I have to first ask a lot of questions, listen, and receive what teachers are telling me to make those connections with them. I can't disregard or minimize what teachers are telling me they're struggling with. Um, And then I also have to make those connections back to the content that I'm teaching, I have to be able to quote research for them um, and then also make connections to kids, I guess. You know, I'm, I get in classrooms, I model those lessons and, and build relationships with my students as well. Maria, what I loved most about all of the wisdom that you shared is that you said that you started your day with your knees on the ground in prayer because you're building that relationship with God and you are trusting God to guide your day. And I love that that's how you start your day. What a beautiful way to start the day in education. Right. So I start my day with gratitude on my knees. I first thank God for giving me this gift of being able to do this work with teachers and impact the lives of so many students. Through teachers, right? So by starting with gratitude, I feel like then it opens up my heart to say, Father, you know, please prepare my heart, prepare my mind to be open, to be patient, to be thoughtful, to really seek to understand what teachers are grappling with. Because teaching really is a complex act. People have no idea how really complicated our work is. We're dealing with human beings that are coming to us with, you know, trauma, with uh, a variety of backgrounds, with uh, that have all kinds of different needs. And so teachers make a zillion decisions a day, and they're never sure if they're making the right decision at any given moment. The other thing I pray for is that if I have a teacher in a professional development that seems resistant to the work, and maybe it almost seems combative, that God would give me a spirit, again, of collaboration and empathy and seeking to understand. What is it that makes that teacher perhaps fear? It's maybe fear-based, um, and, it, and it comes across as being argumentative or challenging or resentful. And I always ask God, give me the right words to help me break down those barriers and form trust with that teacher so I can uncover what it is that is making them fearful. 
So Maria, it's, it's funny that you bring this up and that you say this because um, there's actually a funny story that I don't know that you've ever heard, but I'd love to tell you about it today. So the first time that I ever met you, um, I was teaching first grade and you came and gave a professional development on reading workshop. And you presented these new ideas that really questioned what I was doing in the classroom. And I was very defensive about it. Now, I didn't come across this way to you. I sat and smiled and was happy. But on the inside, you were breaking some ideas that I just, I, I wasn't sure of. And so I remember you gave us a little break and I went outside and I remember calling my mom saying, mom, I'm just not sure about this. I mean, I had tears and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust her. This is not good. I don't like this. It's questioning what I'm doing in the classroom. But then as I sat in on the second part of the professional development, I started to really open up um, with a new frame of mind and a mindset and thinking, okay, maybe I'm just going to go try this on. And so I went back to my classroom that next week and I tried on every piece of information that you taught me. And Maria, you are the number one person that I would love to say thank you for making me the teacher that I am. You are such a gift to the classroom, but I was not receptive to that gift that you were giving until I really had that open-mindedness to, to receive that information that you were giving, and then it was life-changing in my classroom. So yeah, I was defensive the first time I met you. <laughs> right. Well, I think because as teachers are so passionate about what we do and we believe in what we do, that sometimes when we go to professional development and we learn new things, they may bump up against our current belief system. So I always start by telling teachers, if you're in a place of disequilibrium, where you feel like, whoa, wait a minute, this is kind of rocking my world, that means you're learning, right? But if I'm not pushing you, if I'm not making you feel uncomfortable to some extent, if you're not in that growth zone, you're not learning. Now, the trick is to keep you out of the danger zone, right? That outside edge of what we call um, the circles of comfort. Because if you get in the outside edge, then you just shut down. So as a professional developer, as a staff developer, I have to watch for signs of that. And then know when to back off and say, okay, tell me more. Tell me what you're thinking. What part of this can you start with? It may not be everything at once. Like your experience, I think, Lizzie, that you're describing is pretty rare, right? That you were able to say, okay, even though I'm not buying this completely, I'm going to go back and try it all on. Most teachers would more likely be like, I'm not buying this completely, so I'm going to try one piece of it on. So if I can usually get a teacher to try one piece on and they see success with their students, then they're more likely to come back that next time and say, Okay, you know, you're right. That one piece did work. So now what else do you have for me? So I have to, again, God has to give me that spirit of being willing to listen and be patient and to ask questions and to honor how teachers are feeling. I can't say your feelings don't matter. I have to say, tell me how you're feeling and let's work through that together. I think we should all start our day tomorrow intentionally trying on the idea of listening and becoming ready to receive God's good ideas.
We know that's where all of your great ideas about education come from, Maria. We're so grateful that you are a conduit of those ideas that you have taught us so much. And it's no surprise that you start your day in prayer because you are exceedingly effective in pushing the thinking and practice of everyone you meet. And that must come from God's great power. Well, thank you, Amy. It truly is a gift that God has given me as, as being my purpose really here on earth is to work in service. And so I'm humble about that. I'm grateful for this work. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm a servant of God and, and able, able every day, I hope, to touch the lives of teachers and students. Maria, where can educators look to find out more about the work you do to support learning in the classroom? I'm at lifetimeliteracy.com. Um, I'm on Facebook. I am Maria Losi. You can find me through there, or you can find me through Lifetime Literacy on Facebook as well or on Instagram. I'd love to have teacher followers because um, what they share on my Facebook or on my Instagram, may, again, it's about making those connections. We all get smarter together. Awesome. Everyone, check that out. Your day will be better for it. We love you, Maria. And thank we you love so much, Maria. Well, thank you for the opportunity to chat with you this afternoon and, and hopefully to touch the lives of your listeners. Thanks so much for joining us today. As we opened up our hearts to the idea of being ready to receive. Until next time, we wish you well and many joyful moments in the classroom. Thanks for joining us today. I Heart Learning and Teaching would love to give a special thank you to Alex Cook from alexcookmusic.com for making the world a more joyful place to learn and grow by sharing his beautiful music. The song featured in this podcast is called A Heart That Cannot Be Broken. I'm grateful for learning And I'm grateful to pray Glad that I don't always get my way I'm grateful to ask And I'm glad I can borrow And sometimes I'm just glad to try again tomorrow And a heart that's full of thanks cannot be broken Heart of mine keeps wishing, working, and hoping. I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful for me. I'm grateful for all of the things the Lord gave me eyes to see. I'm grateful there's more. Every step of the way I'm grateful to be alive today